Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ministry Staff Podcast. If you serve, work, volunteer at a church, ministry, evangelistic association, missions organization, anywhere in ministry, this is the podcast you want to be listening to on a regular basis. I'm your host, Chad Giddens. And today, here's what we're talking about. I don't get anything out of church. I go to church, I don't get anything out of it. Listen, each of us needs to be involved in church. We cannot just be a work-only type of Christian and say, hey, you know what, I'll go to work or I'll, I'll work at a church or this ministry, but 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 you know, I'm gonna go and I'll get all my Jesus time somewhere else. I'm not gonna attend service. I'm not really gonna make any effort to get to church. That's not gonna work out for your best. And listen, there, there's a purpose to being part of a group of believers. Whether that group is big or small, there's a lot of spiritual growth that only comes from being in church. And listen, I understand. I I just want to say I sympathize with those who say, I don't get anything out of church. I don't get anything out of ministry. In fact, uh, uh, those who say, "I, I don't attend these type of meetings or those meetings, or I don't even go to the prayer meetings, I can do all that on my own. I actually understand that and have thought and lived that way myself. And listen, if you've ever felt like you, you know you don't enjoy church, you don't get anything out of it, you, you find it annoying, uh, you don't see why people are all excited about it, it's not that big a deal, I get that. I've felt that way at moments in my life, and I work at a church. And uh, it's actually not uncommon at all for people who are employed at an actual church. That's the ministry where they they work and serve or they're they're volunteering in a church that that they don't really get anything out of the church. That's not uncommon at all. And we're going to talk about that. And listen, at various times, I felt like this. I can get more from God on my own. And there is some truth to that. The most significant part of your relationship with God should be your private time. But it is not the only thing in your relationship with God, nor can it be self-sustaining without something else in it. We're going to talk about that uh, today. Uh, this, uh, Or if we, we go to church, sometimes I feel like this isn't the way it's supposed to work anyway. Here's a good one. Half these people are fake. They're hypocrites. I know what's on their Facebook. I know what's on their Instagram accounts. They're in here raising their hands and this and that, but they're, they're, they're cussing up a storm and fussing about this on Facebook and not respecting anybody else. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you. And listen, sometimes we get into church and we get into ministry and we begin to really think critically of others. You know, we think, you know, that music should have been done better. I don't even want to participate if it's not done its best. That artwork should have been done differently. The, the, the guys in the, in, in the financial, they should be using a different software. This software is stupid. This is just, this is slowing things down. This is just ruining stuff. This software, that, this way of clocking into work or, or this, this procedure that now we have, this is just dumb. These people aren't living right outside of church anyway. I don't even want to stand near them while I'm coming to this meeting. Listen, I was like that for a long time, long time. And you know what? Here's the truth about it. I don't really know where God would be with my my amazing razor-sharp opinion on all his people. I tell you, it's very reasonable that God may not have ever been able to accomplish a ministry without my personal critique on everything. I I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't know how God got this far without my opinion. My goodness, it's just amazing to me. My goodness, that's how critical people think. They don't actually say that. Like, there's no way God even, I don't even know how God got this far without me, but that's actually the way we act on the inside. 
And I am always amazed at how thoroughly and completely arrogance can blind a person. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, I, I, I mean, I just don't understand it. Sometimes it's just absolutely defies logic how blind an arrogant person can be. And that's what a critical spirit is. It's just being arrogant. It's us declaring that what we see, what we understand, our spirituality is above all others. And it leaves you unable to receive anything. You see, this idea that ministry is doing it wrong, they don't understand, they're not seeing it right, therefore, there's nothing here for me. This idea, this idea hinders you. It blocks you. You say, I, I don't receive anything from church. I'm not really getting anything out of the ministry. My leaders aren't really teaching me anything in our staff meetings that I need to hear. Are you sure? You know, sometimes, I say sometimes, I'm going to say, I'm going to say most of the time, vastly most of the time, what we receive from a moment was predetermined in our heart. It wasn't predetermined right then. We walk into a situation already having faith in what we believe. And sometimes that is, I'm going to show up to church and it's going to be full of idiots. They're going to ruin the service today. They're going to be clapping. I know what they've been saying. I know what they've been doing. They're not living right. Oh, my gosh. That girl has got the shortest skirt ever. I mean, I can't even believe she's trying to dance. She needs to just sit down and cover up with one of those cloths. They lay on people that fall out down at the altar. My, you know what? And all this critical stuff. Why did they put the, the this there? Why did they do that? I'm going into this staff meeting. I'm going to hear this guy talk again about how we need to do this and that. And let's make sure our hearts are right. My gosh, I've heard this speech 1,800 times. Why didn't he go get his heart right? And because of that, we end up not able to gain and grow anything. Listen, this happens in all kinds of areas in ministry but it especially happens with those who serve and volunteer and work at churches. Now, I'm not saying it's the only, again, it's not the only place it happens, but even if you serve at a ministry, let's say like your, your ministry is like an evangelistic association and then you have a church you attend on the weekends, you can still be critical. Be critical of the church where you attend. I'm not even going to bother the church. You know, we're preaching the real gospel over here at, at this ministry where I work. And, and this is the local church over here, but they don't understand God. Listen, <laughs> we all misunderstand God in some way or another, just so you know. We all are getting it wrong somehow. And to say that because we may find or see some discrepancies in someone else that they have nothing left to offer, well, then we got to disqualify ourselves too. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're, we're no longer able to, to, to be of use to anyone else. Listen, the way you see something is not through just through observation. It's mostly predetermined. What we experience is so much based on the previous condition of our heart. See, when you've heard this probably say, hey, man, show up at the meeting, come expecting. You know, it's a, it's a cliche, it's a catchphrase in church, but it's so real. I can't tell you how many times I showed up to church and walked away empty. Nothing happened. I'm like, I can't, I'm so glad this is over so I can go home and get some Jesus. You, let me tell you something, Jesus was right there the whole time. 
I just wasn't seeing it. I just wouldn't receive it because of my critical spirit. And let me tell you what that is. That is pride. That is arrogance saying that no one else knows what I know. Everyone here is wrong except for me. Everyone. Listen, Jesus told the Pharisees, he says, you teach as law the traditions of man. You pay so much attention, this is what he says, to the outside of the cup that the inside of the cup is is what's not clean. It's not what's outside of a man that defiles him, but what's inside. See, we come into ministry so much time, we're like, man, that bass player, gosh, if he would just play that, I can't even participate in the song. He's, He's out of tune. I don't know why the pastor's preaching. He should have gone longer. He really could have explained. Man, he missed it today. Missed it today. I don't know. Does the pastor not know you're supposed to have three points, not seven? You, you, got, you got to have three. You got to have three. That's, that's the way it goes. And now he's got, he's got five today. This is, this is ridiculous. This is not how you communicate. Who made that graphic? It doesn't even represent Jesus. So many things can distract us from what's going on. And this is what's happening. We are sitting in church. We are sitting in these moments of ministry where God could be speaking to us and our whole heart is consumed with what our head is telling us to think about. And it's most likely, I mean, it's not most likely, it is, it's just pride. It's just pride. It's just arrogance. That preacher's just being showy. Well, maybe that is how they show God. Let me tell you a story, something, and, and, and I think this is gonna drive this home. I remember going to a praise and worship conference once, and man, I started getting real critical. And listen, I'm not going to judge, you know, I say that now. <laughs> I used to judge everybody's way of worship and praise, and why don't they just do it like we do it, because we're the only ones who do it right. But we get into this service, and it's like like last of these three nights, and there was workshops during the day and this and that. So this guy is up there, man, he breaks off and the band is playing and he breaks off into this spoken word thing. He's the, he's the worship leader for tonight. And I'm just like, man, what is going on? The hills are standing in glory and their great majesty under the king and the eagle's feathers, they flutter for the glory of God. I'm just like, dude, what is going on? And then it got worse, y'all, because the praise dancers came in. They came in with their little frilly stuff and twirling their ribbons. And I was like, oh, dear Jesus, what has gone on now? And it got worse. All of a sudden, out came some tambourines. I was like, dear Lord, no, no, no. They missed it now. No, we, were, we, we, we were a little off. Now we way off track. And just to seal the deal, up each aisle come the flag wavers with the big hallelujah banners and the praise the Lord banners and Jehovah. And you got your dancers and the spoken word man and they're, and they're playing this worship song in the background and the people are dancing and the tambourines. I was like, this, I, I have entered crazy town. I've entered crazyville. And I'm sitting there in my seat and I'm, I'm mad because they're destroying worship. And this is what the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, what do you think heaven is gonna look like? when you bring together all these different cultures. And immediately, the Holy Spirit just dropped in me how all over the world and through all different people and because of some things in their life and the way their expression and their personalities, there is so much variety that he is pleased with. You know what? We don't all do things the same. That's for sure. 
I work at a church. I have been employed here 25 years. I do not agree with everything this ministry does. I think we ought to use this type of software instead of that. I think our services ought to be this long instead of that. But you know what? God did not call me to run this ministry. He called me to fulfill my pastor's vision in the area where I work or in the area where I serve. I'm not here to do my own thing. And honestly, thank God I'm not in charge. We'd be a fairly limited ministry if I was. That's for sure. But because in that moment, let me get back to this. In that moment, I was missing the beauty of what's going on right in that moment, the different worship. Let me tell you something. People are different. We're all different. We see things differently. My wife is super emotional. Thank God she taught me to show emotion. Because sometimes, you know, I was like, man, emotion, I can have that removed by a doctor, can I? You know, I just was, it just was ridiculous the way I acted sometimes. And my wife, you know, if I had to come and calm her down some, she'd just be an emotional basket case all over the place. But it's beautiful when it's used right. And see, in our churches and our ministries, we begin to look across our staff. We begin to look across those people we volunteer with. Why do they always dress like that? Why do they dance like that during music? Uh, why do they shake hands? Why do they always say that when they shake hands? Why? And we're critical and judgmental. Let me tell you what that is. That is pride saying, I am the number one judge of right and wrong. In fact, I'm so good at it, I establish it myself. Wherever I go, I know what's right. And everyone else not aligned with my opinions is in the wrong. And in that moment, we cannot receive. Listen, the word says that we are a body in each part feeds the others when we are fitted together properly in unity. See, each part, you know what? If I, if I don't value those I serve with, I don't value those I volunteer with, then the God that's in them, which is the same God in me, I don't have anything to learn from them. God can't actually move through them and speak anything to me, but the Bible's clear that we each receive from each other. You see, judgmental will block you. It fences you in to only being able to grow in and of yourself. And no one can do that. Listen, even in the ministry, God said, I I give you five gifts. Apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. Why not four? Why not three? Why not 11? Obviously, there's differences in ministry. Obviously, there's differences in application. There's differences in administrations. Go read Romans chapter 12. He talks about all kinds of different gifts and administrations and things. And he's like, this is what you do. Do all to the glory of God. Romans chapter 14, Paul is talking about how the fact that one man honors this day as special and another man honors every day as special and both are right. Don't judge each other because you worship God differently. Don't judge each other because you see how to manage a department differently. Don't judge each other because one likes this type of artwork and one likes that type. One plays the music this way and one plays the other that way. All are necessary. All of them are necessary. In that moment when I was sitting in that service, I really begin to see how those in India, Russia, I mean, worship different than those in Russia. How those in China, they dance before the Lord different than those in Africa. 
how the Africans do it different than the Germans and the Germans different from those in the United States, how tall people do it different than short people, how men worship God differently than women, and all is right, all is pure, all is good because from God is a spirit. It's not on the outside what's wrong. God is a spirit. We serve and worship God from the inner man, from the inner spirit, from our spirit man. And so we don't have, we can't look out at people's ministry, at the way they preach, at the at, at, at who they are, at the way they shake hands with, with others, at all these small things and determine what their heart is. Being a judgmental and critical person will limit your life. And this is the deal. Being critical, which is saying they're wrong and I'm right because I can judge correctly and they cannot, is a self-reinforcing delusion. It's a delusion because it is no, there's no truth in it. But the longer you operate that, the better you come at it the better you become at it and less and less and less and less things are acceptable. And you end up cutting yourself off from more and more and more of your fellow Christians, of your fellow brothers, of the body of Christ, of different ministries. Listen, I have learned some magnificent things from, from, from let, me, let me mention just here preachers, from preachers that preach so annoying. I mean, some of them are the most boring or they're so over the top. I'm like, this is just stupid. How, uh, why can't they just say it straight? And I've learned so many things because I've said, you know what? Let me just listen. Let me just open my heart. Let me just throw out my critical nature and just listen. I know this preacher is not my style, but that doesn't mean they don't have anything to offer. If God asked me to preach it one day, maybe I won't preach it like they do. But let me just listen. God has spoken to me so many times. Let me just listen to this song. You drive by this church and they're all traditional. You drive by this church and they're all modern. And they're like, why those guys are just flashy. And then the traditional people over here, why don't they just modernize? My gosh, they quit developing in 1962. It's okay. It's okay. Are they, are they worshiping God? Are they preaching God? Do they love God? Amen. Listen, I, I don't. I don't want to take today and just make something out. Throw something out that's so broad you can hardly grab a hold of it. This is really what I want to get to. We come to church. We come to our ministries and serve. We come around each other that are different. We were raised in different backgrounds. We're raised with different uh, cultures. We raised with different likes and dislikes, different personalities, and judging one as right and one as wrong is never going to work out for you. You're going to limit what you can do, limit what God can do through you, limit <clears throat> who God can touch through you by being judgmental and critical. And let me tell you, the worst, the worst side effect of this is that it closes your heart down to God himself. You'll end up being, and I listen, I see this. I know people like this. Every ministry's wrong, but one or two, and because they have decided it. Yeah, I go to church. I'm, you know, I got to just throw out half of what the pastor says. And, you know, I, I, I always come late to praise and worship because their heart, you could tell by the way they play the music, their heart's not proper in the way they worship the Lord. 
and, oh, they put in this sound system that costs this amount of money. They have misused the funds of God, but, you know, I continue going, but I don't give. Listen, <laughs> God did not call us to be critical and judgmental of everyone who doesn't think like us. Now, don't take anything into this dream. If you find people are like, you know what? I love adultery. It's just the will of God. You know, we can go ahead and judge. That, that's, that's inappropriate, and, and we don't want to back that up. But listen, there's so much worthless, vain judgments that we make and we can't receive from God when we're doing that. Let me tell you, God has many people, many things, many variances, many beautiful gifts, many personalities in people. And we need to respect them all. Thank goodness everyone's not just like us. Listen, a little humility will go a long way. Stop being judgmental. Who cares if it's not your way? Remember, if it wasn't for God, you'd be nothing anyway. Without him, you are nothing. Without him, you can have nothing. You can do nothing. God made you a certain way, or maybe the way you are is not the way God made you. It's just your own judgmental attitude has kept you from developing and maturing into the person God has called you to be. That's why you're getting so held back and frustrated and you can't become more and you're looking for more, God, but you can't find it. You can't find your way out of it because the answer is in someone who delivers it in a way you don't like. My goodness, I just said some stuff right there. Some real truth. Listen, don't be critical. Go to church this weekend or the next service when you have. Listen, go in expecting. Hey, you know what? That bass player is going to be out of tune, but man, that guy loves God. Man, man, that, that, that girl on the drums, she's a, her hi-hat's about a quarter beat behind. Psh, it's all right. She loves Jesus with all her heart. I saw that person over there on Facebook. They were cussing some folk out. Thank God they're here today. I hope God changes their life, helps them begin to love others. And I'm going to go into church today, and I'm going to receive from God, and he's going to teach me something, and I'm going to shake somebody's hand and give somebody a hug, and I tell you what life is going to flow. Let me, if you will walk in with a great attitude, you will find very little to be judgmental over. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it will bless your life. And here's the deal. It will set you free. Pride is a restrictor and a restrainer, and it is of the devil. And we don't want that stuff in our life. We want humility. We want to respect the brothers. We want to respect our, 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 our sister, brothers and sisters in Christ, fellow Christians, and others in the world. Listen, you're never going to get anybody saved by just criticizing their lifestyle all the time. It's never going to work. Stop fighting. Pride is always a fight. It makes war against your soul. There's no peace in pride. There's no peace in being critical. There's no peace in being judgmental of how the managers at your staff work or how this department does their job or, or, or how that person dresses or, or any of it, the type of music they listen to and this and that. Come on, guys. Come on. It's not worth it. Here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to I want to leave with you today. Stop judging people around you so that God can begin to love you in a better way and love others through you. There is so much he wants to offer you 
And if you demand of him to wrap it up in the perfect package and feed it to you the way you want, you will never grow. In fact, you'll begin to digress. You'll become judgmental and you'll be one of those people. And I see it. I know people like this who never go to church because there's just not a good church to go to. There's no one out there that understands God the way I do. I'm the only one that can see it right. And then everybody in the building annoys me. They're just spiritual hermits. You know how many people they're getting saved? Nobody. Nobody. All right, so there we go. Listen, don't be judgmental. Be open. Remember, when you go into church, when you go into those situations, most likely what you're going to experience is what you've already determined in your heart. Open your heart. Let God work. Have faith in God, not in man. Nobody's perfect. We all do it wrong. We see how our leaders and the pastors and people around us have error and they've done it wrong. It's okay. None of us are perfect, but the heart is right. Let the heart of God touch you. Let him minister to you. Let him minister through others to you. It is a wonderful world full of variety. Closing yourself off to it shuts you off from God himself. Don't do that. Let's be humble and not judge others. Listen, that's all I've got for the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, listen, share it with somebody. Send it to them. Say, hey, check out this link. Remember, don't do it me like you need to hear this because your life is all jacked up. Don't be judgmental to them. Just send it be a blessing. And listen, you can drop us a message anytime on the website, ministrystaffpodcast.com. You can email us or send us a message there, Facebook, uh, uh, Instagram. Hit us up. And we'll see you next time. Uh, Well, we'll see you next time. It's an audio podcast, but you know, you can tune in next time.